Season's greetings, Wizards fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the Off the Bench Podcast, presented by the Alibaba Group. I'm Chris Miller of NBC Sports Washington. On this episode, we get a front office perspective on both the Wizards and the Capital City Go-Go with President and General Manager Tommy Shepard and Go-Go first-year GM Amber Nichols. We discuss roster building and how having both franchises in the same facility is beneficial for both teams, and how monumental basketball continues to grow with diversity of thought. And just a reminder, make sure you download and subscribe and leave a comment as we hear now from Tommy Shepard and Amber Nichols on this latest edition of the Off the Bench Podcast. Capital One Arena is partnering with Clear to help Wizards fans get into home games faster for free. Beat the crowds on game day and enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Download the free Clear app and get started today by selecting Wizards. When you arrive, you'll take a quick picture at the Clear Pod to confirm you are you and then walk right in. Download the free Clear app today to get started. I want to start with when Ted put monumental basketball together. He spoke about collaboration, getting multiple people in a room, and getting thoughts and ideas. Now that we're a couple of years into it, Tommy, I'll start with you. How would you kind of assess how monumental basketball has worked so far? I think it's been tremendous. It's just such a great resource, all the support, so many areas that are completely uh, in full disclosure to you off my plate that I don't have to worry about, and they give tremendous advice. It's great to have people right here in the building that have been in similar walks that you can bounce stuff off of, but it's been tremendous support. Amber, your path to being the general manager is not just you came from some place. You were here before. Kind of describe to us kind of like where your journey started with the Wizards and Monumental. Sure. Uh, I interned here as a basketball operations intern for the 2016-17 season. Um, and from there, just kind of worked my way up. Uh, did a stint at the Players Association and League Office. And then when the Go-Go had their inaugural season in 2018-19, I you know, interviewed for the director of basketball ops role and was able to come back and be a part of the Go-Go. You know, it's very rare in business that someone could be an intern and then rise. Because this is a fast rise for you, I have to admit, as old people like me and Tommy. You know, <laughs> it's very rare that you could be an intern and then rise up. You must have saw something of early course, on. Yeah, it's a, we always tell you to kind of take a long view to a lot of things in this business because you can see the talent and just know, hey, it's going to take some time and get some reps in. And, but, you know, we knew Miss Amber had a future here 100%, and I'm very, very proud of her. She has done an amazing job with her time with the go-go but you know I would consider part of the Wizards you know mm-hmm. she's she scouts for us she's in charge of very big uh for us investments you know quite honestly the assignment players the exhibit tens the two-way players that's that's under her and she has to make sure we get the very best out of them and we are full trust of her and mm-hmm. her responsibilities are great but I know her skill level is far exceeds anything we could possibly imagine so basketball you have to know that you don't get the door if you don't understand the game, but there has to be some intangible things that I think you brought that piqued their interest, one, and two, to have the trust, as Tommy just said, to go out and find these players. What is it about you intangibly that you thought made you qualified for this position? Honestly, I think it's, you know, part of it is my humility. Uh, I always just, you know, try to learn from the people around me and I'm always receptive to learning, and I think I do a good job of just watching the people around me and above me and just picking up little things that I think will help me be successful in my career. 
and then the second part, honestly, is just my attention to detail. I always try to do things the right way. Um, and if I don't, I'm gonna figure out how to do things the right way, so. You're from what state? North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> from a visual standpoint, I'll just leave it there. Audio, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, it's a great state it is. for basketball. It is. Um, but Tommy knows that. <laughs> um, I'm a huge fan. I want to talk about the Wizards real quick with you specifically. And when you got the promotion last week, we talked to you in Charlotte. You were very humble about it and said the only title you really care about is kind of winning a championship. But I've known you for a long time behind the scenes, and the consistent part of you is the way you were then is the way you are now with this title. How important, as Amber just said, is kind of just humility and really appreciating the job? Well, I, I think it's just such an honor to be employed in basketball, you know, and being part of something that you love so much. I think we all kind of, everybody works differently, everybody works Together certainly is a requirement in this job, but some people you prefer working with more than others. And I, I just think when you have that ability to come into a situation and say, hey, what can I do to help? And you have a servant's heart, it just opens so many more doors, you know. And my mother told me when I was young, be humble or be humbled. And I never forgot that lesson. And I think in this business every day, you got to know there's, there's so many more challenging things outside. This is basketball. We're here for entertainment. We're here to raise up people's hopes and dreams. And you know, have fun with the families and stuff, but we're certainly not out in the real world with serious problems. Like, this is a fun business to be in. I never try to forget that. Amber, your position as being like the general manager of the Go-Go is you have to keep the young players ready. So in case Tommy walks, actually, how close are your offices? 100 yards. Yeah. So if he walks 100 yards to you and go, hey, we got player X that's out. I need to bring up player Y. How important is it for the development part of the go-go? Are you still assessing wins and losses, or is it more developing the young players so they could potentially get the call up? Yeah, honestly, for me, it's, it's development. Um, we run the same system that Wes runs. Uh, we have the same you know, terminology and concepts because our goal is that if you know, any one of our players, two ways, assignments, um, even one of our guys are a temporary call-up 10-day, we want them to be able to be implanted into that system and not have so much of a learning cu curve and be able to contribute right away. It's easy to say plug and play, but this is a really good opportunity for that. Um, we've talked in the past about being in the same building and being really 100 yards from each other. Not every team has that. Mm -hmm. So how do you exploit it and use it as an advantage? Well, you couldn't find a better day to do this than today, right? Because Davis, Bertans, Rui, Achimura just scrimmage with a go-go. We're able to assign him in the morning, and then you know, Davis will dress tonight, and hopefully he's back from his injury rehab. And with, with Rui, he's getting his legs back underneath him. And so the ability to have, you know, that's a professional basketball team. There's guys in there who play in the NBA. You have Greg Monroe running around. You've got guys who played in Europe, some top college players. Isaiah Todd, one of our draft choices. So it's a good group of players to go out and scrimmage and get, get an opportunity to get your reps in. And Davies took full advantage of it. He, he really wanted that before he felt like he could step out on an NBA court. And for Rui, again, it's just getting that physical contact, getting going again, that was huge. And, and I'm gonna brag on Miss Amber for a minute. When you're talking about player development, she cares so deeply about their off-court development and the lessons that they're learning at such a young age. And she brings so many more programs to them and gives these players a great chance to grow mature off the floor. And that's something we don't take lightly whatsoever. It's a huge, huge piece of this. I think that's what makes this place so special. He must be from South New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Amber, that's just a Southern thing, as you know. Um, 
I want to ask you about the players that are in the go-go. They're hungry. They want to get there. So when Tommy walks into the locker room after a game, they want to be sitting there. You have to probably find a special player that understands, like, yes, it's about your development. We're not trying to get Davies hurt. We're not trying to get Rui hurt. So talk to me about the character of the player that you guys are looking for. Yeah, that's, you know, first and foremost, what we consider before we bring a player into our organization is character. Um, we want someone that's going to work hard, that's not too caught up in playing time, minutes, um, that's just, you know, willing to be a good teammate and a good citizen, first and foremost. And all of our guys are like that. Like today, they understood the purpose of Davis and Rui uh, practicing with us. And they found those guys shots that they normally get in the NBA game. They're really good teammates. Um, they didn't complain. And obviously, you know, they didn't want to hurt them. So they were you know, very, very uh, careful with, you know, how they guarded them, how they approached them, because ultimately, like Tommy said, like we're here to serve the Wizards and everybody, players one through 10, myself, our staff are all committed to that. You'll appreciate this. I talked to Brad yesterday. Um, I've said it a couple of times, but who am I? But I said, I think this Wizards team is special. There's something different about this team. And he agreed. And I said, well, what is it? And he's like, it just doesn't feel like there's any agendas. It feels like, like if you have something to bring up to the group, instead of it building and festering, people will bring it up. And it's dealt with, and then kind of you move on. You've been here as long as I have. Is this a special group? I believe it is. I think it all starts with Wes and his staff and what they've been able to do, integrating new players with old players, or returning players, I should say. But everything starts with Bradley, you know, and his ability to bring players in. Kind of get him. He lifts so many players up. He gives them confidence. You see him working with Corey Kispert, making sure he demands that Corey shoot the ball. He doesn't care if he missed ten in a row. Aaron Holiday, Howell Neto, those guys mean as much to Bradley as, as you know, guys playing with him in starter minutes. You know, and I think that's a big, a big difference for this team. Ultimately, is their their willingness to sacrifice and leave everything at the door. And when your best player does that, when your head coach demands that, it makes everybody's life easier. I've heard general managers say this a long time. They've got one eye or one ear on today, and the other one is like down the road. Are you there yet, or are you just so kind of focused, Amber, on today's process of developing the players? I'm definitely, you know, focused on today's process, but obviously, if we do our job the right way and, you know, our guys get called up, then we've got to replace those guys. So I'm definitely, you know, Always trying to be prepared, no matter what, and I, I learned that from Tommy. <laughs> well, but she got to have a ride down on the road. She can be working for an NBA team. She can be working for the Wizards. She's got a lot more going uh, down the road. You know, this is all yeah. steps on the on the way up, and couldn't be more proud of what she's accomplished to this point. There's something. There's a movement going on, and you're noticing it in the league, where I think Adam Silver has kind of just led the charge of everybody can do this if you're smart and you know the game, it doesn't matter really who you look like, but there needs to be some doors open. What do you think about, do you feel like that there's kind of just this awakening in this league of not only just minority hiring, but just hiring the right people? I definitely do. Um, and I definitely think it's grown from the time that I was an intern. Um, and that's what makes me so thankful to be in an organization that's very forward thinking because um, honestly, like they invested in my growth and development from day one. And I was honestly surprised when I was, you know, told that I was going to be the GM, but it just kind of shows, you know, where Tommy's head is at in terms of diversity of thought, diversity of people. 
Um, and that's something that Monumental, you know, builds its principles off of. And I'm just, you know, glad to be here and have the support of him as well as, you know, Monumental Basketball. All right, because I'm going to to add to that, though. Yeah. We're, we're selfish, too. She's great at what she does. It's going to help us. <laughs> I have to ask, as a reporter, what was that like? Did you call her in the office? Like, how did that go down when you told Amber she would be the GM of the Go-Go? You know, I don't even remember. We were just kind of chatting it up, but I knew yeah. it was time. You know, w with us, I look at the G League as a great opportunity to grow people. Mm -hmm. It's a great incubator, and we've grown players that have made it to the NBA, staff that makes it to the NBA, your, your coaches, your athletic training staff, and certainly we want that with the front office. And it was just, it was the timing was right. Amber had done a fantastic job. The inaugural season, the second season, we started talking, and it just, I, it was a natural thing. I don't think there was one moment where I could, oh, Amber, what was it? Was that yeah, it was, it was like we talked almost every day. So it was just a, another conversation and it just flowed. And I was like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she <earned> it. <laughs> the thing yeah. I think what's wonderful is she put her staff together and you see the talent that's coming. We're in great hands. Yeah. You know, she's going to be taking care of me when I'm an old man one day. <laughs> well, I laugh because your head coach this year, Mike Williams, is somebody I just remembered a couple of years ago on his grind. Mm -hmm. The only thing he's ever really done wrong is the high school he went to. <laughs> Everything else with him is great. I love you, Mike, by the way, but one to Mappa. Uh, but Mike is just another one of these mm -hmm. people that have just worked. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about, like, wh why him? I know why, but from your perspective, why him as the head coach? Mike's a star. Um, and again, his attention to detail and the effort he puts forth in, you know, trying to learn every day, honestly, just kind of separated him. Mm -hmm. And he and I have a great relationship. Uh, he and Tommy have a great relationship, and it just it made sense. It was the perfect fit. We went down to the bubble, and we were already kind of speaking it into existence. We were coming up with what we want our, you know, culture to be like. Um, and it just so happened that he was named the head coach. So once he was named the head coach, everything just fell into place. We had already planned for it. So it's, it's good. He's doing a great job. And Ryan Richmond is back coaching the Wizards. So it's kind of like everybody's kind of speaking the same love language. Yeah. You know, one thing I'm most proud of with Wes's staff is, you know, his, his three front of the bench coaches, two guys behind the bench have all been G League coaches. Mm -hmm. Four of them were head coaches. And they really they understand player development on and off the floor they understand maybe some unique problems that come up in the g league that maybe that don't happen all every day in the nba but when they do happen these guys chances are they've seen it a lot and it's just been a wonderful thing and i think their empathy for what the g league goes through on a daily grind i think they're able to help mike amber everybody has a resource to, to bounce stuff off of and when you have people that have walked your path before you chances are they can they can limit some of the mistakes you make and make you feel a lot better on the bad days you know because there's tough days in this yeah. business you have mental turbulence and you have doubts and you you hope things are going to work out but hope's not a strategy how is this going to get fixed and these people are invaluable helping you so i get asked a lot now which is really cool the wizards like this is amazing they're, they're number one in the east or they're playing it and you can really look at any statistical metric you want to to say this is why it's happening but what are your eyes telling you what's going on here right now with this team Tommy I think they defend they love playing together they don't give up they have a grit to them I think everybody holds each other accountable the best teams a Wes and I can sit there and find people scream at people come down every day demand stuff but when the players hold each other accountable those are the best teams yeah, and I think this this group is doing that you know we have a long way to go there's no question but we're very gratified by that 
and attention to detail that Wes has brought and the players buying in on the defensive end. I think the defensive end really certainly, that, that's where you fix the leaks. Mm -hmm. The integration of three pieces too, and it sounds great, but Wes now has the job of trying to figure out how do I keep them all happy? I can't play them all. Let's do a timetable thing here. Who, who is the closest you think to coming back? It's probably Davis, correct? Yeah, Davis will play. If he doesn't play tonight, he'll certainly play on this road trip. So okay. that's, that's a great thing to have back. And then I think Rui probably right behind him. And TB, they'll probably be arm in arm. And Thomas, I expect him back before Christmas. And Rui is just when his conditioning's right and he's getting there. So I would think by January 1st, we should have a whole a whole uh, family again, and that's that's a great problem to have when you have yeah. too many players. It all always works itself out. You can't have enough depth. We found that out last season. Go ahead. So tell me about the go-go. I think you guys are three and three now, mm -hmm. but you guys talked about Greg Monroe. What a great story. This is a guy who's highly drafted. Now he looks like he wants to, you know, make a return back to the NBA. Besides him, well, tell me about him first, and then some of the other players that we should be looking out for. Yeah, Greg's been great. Um, obviously, he's using this as a stepping stone to get back to the league, but it's not, you know, overshadowing what he's been able to accomplish for us as a vet. And he's been great for Isaiah. He's been great for Jaime Eshenique, um, even Joel and Cassius, and just, you know, teaching them how to be professional, teaching them some of the wrinkles that they can identify in the game as a vet. Um, he's just been great with that. Um, and then I guess all of our other players, Jordan Goodwin, uh, who also has ties to Bradley Bill, um, came up through his grassroots program, obviously. Um, he's a lot of potential. Um, he's one of our, you know, most successful players up until this point. Um, and then Jaime Eshinike also is, you know, one of our exhibiting guys that was in camp with the Wizards, and he's been playing extremely well also. So um, those guys definitely uh, help support Cassius Winston, who is making his way back. Uh, Joel Ayayi is our other two-way guy. He's been absolutely, you know, phenomenal for us, um, the games that he's played with us. And then, obviously, Isaiah Todd is, you know, a big focal point of what we're trying to accomplish with the go-go. So. I don't know if you've ever heard him say this before, but he says we never check passports. How many times have you heard that? <laughs> Tommy has a lot. Stop of, it! Tommy, You've never heard Tommy that one. Tommy has a lot of. Isms. That's one of his best ones. In the, uh, <laughs> except if they went to Gonzaga, because for some reason we have a pipeline. Yeah, yeah Gonzaga, they, they right? wash up on our shores. Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't. We don't check passports. We don't check driver's licenses. You got to be able to come in and play. And on that team, what's really neat too, it's kind of an extension of the Wizards. Is you have, you know, Yai's from France. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's from Colombia. And you got kids that are local. You know, Pat Spencer, he's the number one lacrosse player in the world. Gives up lacrosse, goes to Northwestern, walks on, gets to play in Germany. COVID happens. He was going to play summer league for us, didn't. Now he's here and he's back. So there's just all kinds of fascinating yeah. human interest stories. Mm -hmm. But I think they all make this thing work because of their character and because of their buy-in. And Amber set the kind of set the tone from day one that this is a team. And we're going to stay together as a team. We're going to collaborate. We're going to commiserate. We're going to have great times together. And everybody's bought in, and it's been a wonderful thing to watch. The beauty about that leather basketball is it brings communities together globally. If only we could figure it out in the real world, right? Yeah. If, we, if, if everyone could be like kind of like that team. I'll, I'll end with this. Big picture, how do you see this working? If I we sit down five years from now, you'll probably be gone. You'll probably be running an organization somewhere. But how do you guys see kind of this monumental basketball thing working? What's the future of this? A monumental basketball itself, I think it's just going to continue to grow, provide more resources for players to be 
met at the front door the day they walk in here as a player and when they leave all the way through retirement and the rest of their life they're always going to have a support network because of a lot of the tools that they were given here. I think the, to me growing leaders is so important and that's one of my biggest responsibilities and I get to see it as more and more people go through the go-go and get jobs in the NBA or they're with the Wizards wherever it's at just that gratification of seeing them grab that opportunity and grow and do it. You know, I, we can only give them the opportunity. They take it and run, and that's what Ms. Hammer's done. That's all I got for you.